All right, we have the teens downstairs. They they are uh, they have Chick Fil A Wednesday downstairs. Amen. Uh, let's have the kids downstairs. Amen. They're going to be dismissed. We have the young ladies downstairs in the young lady in the young woman's class, young ladies class. And uh, amen. We are up here. Uh, I want to start a series today on um, something that is, uh, I guess, biblically needed. In every Christian's life, uh, a lot of divorces happen from this, a lot of arguments, a lot of uh, strife, a lot of downfalls. Uh, It's something the devil uses. It's something very simple, but it's something big that the devil uses in Christians' lives, and that's finances. I want to go over, start a series on finances and it's not going to be economics class. It's going to be biblical finances, amen, and, and how uh, we can, as Christians, uh, learn to be good stewards as we're commanded of God's resources that he allows us to have, amen, amen. Uh, so let's open in prayer. Lord, thank you, Father, for uh, all you've done for us. I pray that this will be a help to everybody here, and uh, Lord, I know that your, uh, Lord, your word is what directed me as um, Lord, through my years now, and um, Lord had, has set me on different tracks that, from what I was on and, and put me on different courses from what I was on, Lord. And, and Lord, those courses you put me on, Lord, uh, was nothing but blessings. Lord, it was hard work. It was uh, strenuous labor, Father, but it was blessing. And I thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for all you've done, Lord, for for me, Lord, I pray that this would be a blessing to everybody here. And Lord, I pray that you'd use your word, Father, as you always do. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. Um, let's go to Psalms 24. Psalms 24, we're going to go over Christian finances. And this may uh, be a, a few messages, uh, but... It's one thing uh, to live uh, what you believe. It's another thing to know, um, just have knowledge of what you believe, and then another thing to live it. Uh, and that's when it hits your heart, and that's when you live according to God's will, is when you live out what you believe. Amen? And a lot of us know these things, um, but somehow it doesn't match what our actions are doing many times. Amen? Um, there is a break in our actions linking to our mind. I'll give you an illustration. So Jesse, she got me this uh, course. Um, I'm not a guy for lotion and all that. Now I use chapstick. But to make it easier for me to receive, Jesse got me this men's chapstick. Really good stuff. It's like a very thick, big uh, thing of chapstick. And it's, it's for men's, men's chapstick, you know? Uh, football players' chapstick. Um, no, no difference, just been a big old tube like where you can grab it, you know? And uh, it's not a delicate thing. So I, I love it. And uh, so I have a drawer uh, in, at my bathroom sink, and um, I... Uh, Sometimes my mind is not there. It's gone. Most of the time, I think it's gone. 
Uh, but so I grab, I grab my deodorant, put deodorant on, right? And as I open the drawer, I grab my deodorant, I take the cap off, and I'm looking at the chapstick. And you know what I do with my deodorant? I rub it all over my lips. It's a true story. True story. Uh, now, I know, but what I did was something totally different. You know, and what, a lot of times, the link between what we know, now, I, I knew right away, hey, this is not right. Um, and you'll know. You'll know if things are working out right. You know, and let me tell you this, God's way always works out right. It will work out right. Um, our ways don't work out right. I believe God has mercy and helps us. Uh, I believe to the point where God will even stand up for you even when you're wrong. Amen? If, like I give the illustration, if, if I see three kids beating up my son, I'm going to go in and, and go after them. I mean, not if they're little, but, you know, uh, to the point where I don't care about the situation. I'm going to protect my son. Even if he started the fight, I'm still going to protect my son. I'm not going to say, oh, that's what you get. You know, you get beat up because that's, that's, you started the fight. No, I'm going to protect my son. And God protects us. And I found that out personally that God has mercy. Uh, he protects when he shouldn't have. He provides when I didn't deserve it. Um, and that's just the type of God that we serve. The true living God is a merciful God. He delighteth in mercy the Bible says. Um, he's a providing God. He's a loving God. He's a caring God. I mean, God just doesn't give us straw and provender and, and uh, the water, bread and water that we need. He gives us abundant, above, and more uh, beyond what uh, we could ask for. And God's ways always work. And if it's not working, maybe there's a link missing. You may know, but are you doing all right, and this is for you to do. In God's way works. In God's ways, it does take some faith. Um, faith is a little different than hope. I, I heard of a person say, well, um, you know, I don't worry, I just live by faith. Um, I, don't, I wouldn't say that's faith. Uh, that's more hope, hoping God's going to provide for you, you know. God says you will, he, he, he will provide. Faith is a little bit more than that. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. Faith is when God actually gives you some instruction and then puts that on your lap to make the choice despite of your wisdom and circumstances, um, whether it's going to work out or not. No, I'll give you some illustrations about that. And now you have a chance to step out on faith to prove to God that you're going to trust him above and beyond your hope, above and beyond what you can see and figure out on paper. But despite of everything, you're going to trust God to take care of you. So there's a difference between faith and hope. Let's read in Psalm 24, uh, verse 1. The Bible says, The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof the world, and they that dwell therein. Number one is everything is God's. Everything is God's. The earth is the Lord's. 
The earth is not the devil's. Okay? The earth is not... Uh, I was talking to a customer yesterday and uh, witnessing, doing a lot of witnessing to this guy uh, for his, uh, giving the gospel. And he said, you know what? He said, but he, he refuted um, that it would be better for America to be comprised up of all different beliefs um, and different people. And that sounds, yeah, different people, sure. But beliefs, no. Um, because he's forgetting one thing. The earth is the Lord's. Amen? Uh, we, have, we don't have that choice. Yeah, God made all different people. Thank God. Um, but beliefs, no. There's only one true living God. Amen? Amen? The earth is the Lord's. He's forgetting that. He doesn't have that decision. God, the truth is truth, and God uh, owns this world. And the fullness thereof. That means everything that's comprised in it. All right? Uh, the Bible says, Jesus, he made everything. And without him, there was nothing made that is made. Um, the inventors, the scientists, they, they think they created something. No. They can't make something out of nothing. That's God. Jesus made and created everything. And the things that mankind invented, came up with, the Bible says there wasn't anything made that was made without him. That means God gives knowledge and wisdom to mankind. And the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded upon the seas and established upon the floods. Who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart. Who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully? He shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Amen. Uh, we, we want a blessing from God. Um, you're going to have to live a certain way. Uh, God's going to require of you uh, to, to live right, to live godly, to walk with him. And you will be blessed. You will be blessed. Um, there's nothing that is ours. What is ours? There's nothing. There's nothing ours. If you create it yourself, then you can say, uh, these riches are yours. This house is yours. And let me tell you this. Me and my wife, we've always lived as if our house belongs to God. We've always had our house open. I, I pray and hope people, when they come to our house, that they, they don't feel um, like they're in our house, but that they feel that they're in a home. They're welcome. Um, we've, we've made sure of that. We've, we've dedicated our house to God. I always told myself, I'm not the man of this house. God's the man of the house. Um, he's put me second to, you know, to, to control and maintain and, and, and uh, everything, you know, be a good steward of what he's given us. But God is the man of my house. You want, you want God. Uh, listen, everything you have belongs to God. There's nothing yours, nothing. If you created it yourself, uh, then you can say, then you have a say, but you didn't create yourself. You were born, and you were born naked. Born naked. What are you going to take with you when you die? Let me say this. Not, you won't even take your body when you die. Your body stays here. 
take nothing, literally nothing. That soul, the Bible says, this shall be required of you. Thou fool, today thy soul shall be required of thee. Thy soul stands before God. We literally bring nothing into this world and take nothing with us. Everything we see, know, and are able to obtain, we do not have control of because we can lose it at any time. Uh, but none of it belongs to us in reality. It all belongs to God. Now, this is something that you know. You already know. Everybody knows this. But it, it has to be linked to your actions. All right? Uh, there are people with closed homes. And we're going to be getting into this. There are people with closed homes. Now, what I mean by that is you don't have to have an open home to, the, to everybody in the world. No, that's, that would be wrong. But when, you, when the spirit in your home has to be God, the spirit of God. And when people come into your home, there ought to be the sense of peace, security, love, strength. If you have a godly home. You ought to have a godly home. The house belongs to God. Um, when people get around you, they ought to feel like that. Same thing with our bodies. We're not taking our bodies with us. You know, Our bodies belong to, the, to God. It's the temple of the Holy Spirit. We've got to live as such. I'm going to give you the proper order. We know joy, right? Jesus, J, others, O, and yourself. Gives you joy. Uh, if you have time, Jesus always first. Put Christ always first and others. And then yourself. God, or family, and then myself. Or Jesus, others, and then yourself. That's the proper order of things. Uh, we know that. But does it link to our actions? This is where that deodorant all over my lips took place, okay? I know, I know I wasn't supposed to do that, but oftentimes we, what we know doesn't go with our walk, all right? We have to be connected to God, and therefore we have to be disconnected from this world and disconnected uh, from money. Here's the key. We're talking about finances. We have to be disconnected from money. How do you do that? You need money? You don't need money. There, are so, there are so many people who have gotten upset with me when I said those words. Do you need money? Or you need money to live? No, you don't. You need money to pay your bills? No, you don't. You need money to eat? No, you don't. You need God. Okay? You need God. You got to get that out of your vocabulary. You don't need money. You need God. God is your provider. God is your sustainer. God is everything. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. You do not need money. You need God. I know, but we need no, you need God. That has to be Jesus, others, than yourself. That has to be number one. No ifs, ands, or buts. If you need money, 
Picture uh, uh, just money with legs and arms. I wish I had my projector screen up here. And this dollar bill, he's just running. He's running. But money never gets tired, right? And you need him, so go and get him. So you get in your mind, you know what? I'm going to go get him. I got dreams. I got goals. If I can get him, uh, I can get a bigger house. I can get more. Uh, I'll be more well off. I have a sense of security for when I'm older. I can, I can do this and do that. Um, it, it's just going to bring a lot of um, peace in my life. Okay? So picture this dollar bill. He's just running. The, look, maybe looked at you and said hi. And it caught your eye. You get up. You start chasing him. And he's just running. Honey, I'm just going to go catch uh, Mr. Money real fast. Okay. Are you going to be back home soon, honey? Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go get him. Uh, he's not fast. I'll just run. I'm, I'm faster than he is. I'm just going to go get him. But this, this boy don't stop. So he's running, and you go run after him. It seems like you're catching up, but he doesn't get tired. And there he goes, and there you go after him. After a little while, you feel a little tired, a little weary, but you already made the decision to pursue him. So he's just running and running, doesn't get tired, doesn't stop. And there you go after. And the further you go after him, the more people you leave behind, the more things, good things you leave behind while you just chase him. Never stops. And there he goes until eventually you discover, you know what? I'm never going to obtain what I'm going after. Time goes on. People get left behind, loved ones in your life. Listen, I know a lot of people who woke up too late and realized this when their lives were already gone, okay? And this is reality for a lot of people. A lot of I'm in contact with a lot of business owners, a lot of people who have millions, and the sadness is, is that they never found happiness. And they lost all that they thought in their minds they were working for. Their kids, their the, the things... I don't know how the w women are because I'm a man, but as a man, uh, in my own world, I have um, dreams for the family. Um, bigger and better house, right? Uh, I thank God for my house. Don't, don't oh, will you have a, a nice house? Well, listen, that was God. We we had no intentions of moving next to the church. We lived in a row home where we started the church on Academy Road. Amen. God gave us that house there. Whether you think it's nice or not, it's, that's God. Amen. We had no uh, intentions of even buying that house. Um, that house was given to us, dropped on our lap, and God provided the funds for it. Thank the Lord for it. And, uh, but as a man, I, I had these... Uh, Dreams. And I often wonder, you know, how long would it take me to fulfill this? 
How long would it take me to catch what I want to go after? And as I look at other men who have gone that same route, sometimes it's obtainable. I think of, you know what, I would like to get a house with an in-ground swimming pool. How, how long would it take to obtain that when the kids are older? I know a man who finally obtained his nice big single house with a big in-ground swimming pool. Empty. By the time he got it, the kids were already grown up and out. And he told me, he said, I wasted my life getting this for my kids. And my kids are already gone. Now he lives in a big empty house with a big old in-ground swimming pool that's never used. And that's the reality. All right? We need to uh, get disconnected from all of that and get connected to God. Stay connected to God. Proverbs 11, uh, verse 28. And I can give you so many, so many true stories of people and uh, true stories of myself. Um, when, when I started walking with the Lord, listen, I, I didn't have anything. We were work, I was working 70, 80 hours a week in construction. I mean, brutal work, too, brutal. But I enjoyed it. But the pay was terrible. I mean, we, uh, but we, me and my wife, we started from scratch. We lived, uh, we lived where people, not everybody here, but we lived where a lot of people are scared to drive down the street at. And uh, everybody know Hope Street, Fronton, Ontario. Yeah, down there, yeah. That's where me and Jesse, when we first got married, that's where we lived. The house was only right under probably 700 square feet, the entire house. The entire house. Probably 680 square feet, I believe, that house was. With a little tiny concrete yard. But I'll tell you what. When I would come home from work... Um, If I didn't have a parking spot, I would have to drive my pickup truck to the next block. Even if there was sheetrock in the back of my pickup truck, and in that time, 15 years ago, sheetrock was heavy. It wasn't like that light stuff now. Um, I would have to care, I would have to unload the sheetrock out of my truck, put it in our living room for one night because it would get stolen. Anything in my truck would get stolen. But when I would come home, Jesse would have about 20 kids in our house. We'd be feeding them. We would get a knock at one in the morning. Those people didn't sleep at night. That's when they were up. Can we borrow your plunger? True story. True stories. Why would they come to us? Because we were at light. Amen? It was light and darkness. Uh, we've seen many kids come to Christ. We've seen, f- not families, but uh, moms with kids come to Christ, amen? Um, I mean, sad, sad stories down there, very sad. But, but God, God did a work. God did a work. Um, listen, you got to stay disconnected. But w- whatever your scenario is, you don't need money. We, we lived in a house that um, was not desirable. We made the best of it. That's where we lived. But I'll tell you what, it was a home. And we had God there. 
And despite of what you have or what you don't have, your main thing is having God. And I'm not just talking about being saved. That's your basis. You need to get saved if you're not saved. Um, I'm talking about getting God active and putting him part of your life as we read in Psalms. Uh, one who's not lifted up his hand to vanity. One who's walking with God. Proverbs 11, 20, um, Eight says, "He that trusteth in his riches shall fall, but the righteous man, or the, but the righteous shall flourish as a branch." It's not talking about anyone who has skill or or not. It's not talking about any. It's talking now about a hard issue and what you're trusting in. That's why number one, you don't need money. You need God. You don't need to trust in uh, your 401 or, or your retirement or your pension. Or, you need God. God is able to, to um, listen, God is able to furnish a table in the desert. He's able to prepare um, a table before your enemies. He's able to take care of. He's able to feed you in time of famine. He's able to give you water. When there's a drought, he's able to take care of his people. God is an able father. He's not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness. God is able. God is merciful. God is loving. Uh, David said, I've been young and now I'm old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread, and you won't be the first one. But we have to be disconnected from, what, uh, from this world and from riches. You don't need money. You need God. He that trusteth in his riches shall fall. Why? Because riches fall. Riches fail. Riches run out. How many's had money? How many's had a settlement? They don't even know where it went. How many's had a stack of money and it's like, boom, gone, right? Probably most, most of us at one point or another, you're like, man, how, how did that go so fast? That's money. That, I don't know. That's how money is. It's gone. You can't keep up with it. It just runs nonstop. It's, it just runs. God's children will flourish. When you follow God's instructions, he will bless you. When you follow God's word, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law do he meditate day and night. And he shall be like the tree planted by the rivers of water. That bringeth forth fruit in his season. His leaf also shall. Those words shalls is not just, it's not an old word. That's Bible word. It means it's absolute. Shall not wither. Shall not. That's God's commandments rebuking the enemy, rebuking anything that's going against you, and God's saying it shall not be. Your leaf shall not wither. And whatsoever you doeth, you doeth, shall prosper. That's beautiful. The walk with God. God's children will flourish. All right, A. God wants you to be a hard worker. You're only going to reap what you sow. Uh, we live in a generation, oh my goodness. We live in a generation now that is not diligent 
not good stewards of their time. Um, it, and we all fall into trap, especially in this age now of technology. Um, you talk with a guy now, hey, uh, there's a job available, construction, no, I'm, uh, I'm hoping I can be a professional video gamer. You know, and these are true things here. Uh, it, it's just like a different era. Like a, a, when I, the first time I heard that, I was shocked. I was like, is that, is that real? And I heard of people playing men, I've heard of men playing video games and getting paid for it. I said, what? I mean, it, it, when I was a teenager, it seemed kind of weird that athletes were getting paid that much for playing a sport. That's true. That's how I thought. I didn't think it was an honorable thing to do. Um, now, people getting paid to play video games? It's backwards, you know? Uh, but guess what? It's not about the money. It's not about the money. And we're going to see that. God wants you to be a hard worker. The hard work that, uh, that God allowed me to perform when I was younger um, helped me now. I wasn't working for the money. I just enjoyed working. And I'll tell you what, I worked hard. People say they worked hard. I worked hard. I worked very hard. And it helped me, though. It helped me as a young man. Um, it just helped me. You know, it was like the, the whip on my back. It helped me a lot. It, it took out some foolishness out of me. It, it uh, uh, wake, uh, woke me up uh, from a lot of things. And there's nothing like a good hard day's work for a man. And uh, I thank God for it. Uh, God told Adam in Genesis, In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground. Now, it doesn't mean you have to... I'll be digging holes. I mean, thank God that we have uh, uh, different people, um, uh, whether it be scribes, whether it be uh, doctors, whether it be, um, you know, uh, thank God for ministries, people, uh, pastors and youth pastors and, 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 and the music ministry and, and you know, every, everything God, but no, whatever area or field God wants you to be in, make sure you're diligent. Make sure it's blessed by God. God wants you to be fruitful. And whatsoever thou doest shall prosper. You don't keep God. Listen, I didn't keep God out of work. I hear people saying, well, no, you can't. Uh, I'll go in a work field and say, well, listen, I know you like talking about uh, the God and all, but on the work sites, no religion or politics. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I don't speak about religion. I just... <laughs> Speak about the Bible. <laughs> I had one guy tell me that. He said, um, listen, you're going to be working with my dad. He's old school. He's a, an old uh, Polish Roman Catholic. He's like, I don't want you to be speaking about that uh, God stuff to him because his mouth is very unclean and he's, he'll chew you out. This is a true story. And uh, this was an investor. He was doing very well for himself and the dad was involved and so I'm on, I get on the job site, and the dad looks at me. He said, you're that, uh, you're that Jesus guy, aren't you, that my son was talking to me about, saying that he'll, he'll probably mention some verses to me and all, and maybe pray with me. I said, uh, yeah, yeah. You want, you want to pray? He said, well, can, 
He said, can you pray for me? I said, um, I said, sure. He said, what do you want me to pray for? He said, well, my son doesn't know this, but I've been gambling all of our company's money away. <laughs> his, son, his son was telling me not to talk to his dad about God. And then his dad asked for me to pray for him because he's gambling all the company's money that him and his dad went in on. Um, just gambling it away. He said he lost almost all of it. Uh, I did pray. I pray. I, I tried to give him the gospel, and I, you know, did all we can. But listen, uh, we don't need to be. We don't need to shut our mouths. Now's not the time to shut our mouth. Uh, you need to take God on the way. I'll pray with customers. I'll pray. Listen, if you're if you're going to leave God home for fear of, I believe the gospel has no jurisdiction. We led a lady to the Lord. We broke into the apartment complex, amen, and led a lady. I'll tell you this true story. What's her name? Shanice. Shanice, um, well, it's easy to break in these apartment complex doors, <laughs> you know, with the credit card. Um, you know, you use the credit card and you get in there. Like, just like that. Boop, boop. Amen. Why? Because it's the gospel. The gospel has no jurisdiction. Amen. Um, has more jurisdiction than the FBI or it doesn't need a search warrant because the Bible says the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two sword. And it pierces the dividing asunder. Amen. And that's my search warrant right there. So we we uh, we're walking, knocking on door to door to door to door to door. And I'll tell you this. We knocked on this lady's door. Now, I, I don't I didn't know this story, but um, Justin could tell you. I, I know Courtney can tell you. They talked with her afterwards. But she opens a door, and she's just staring at me like this. And I'm like, hi, I'm Pastor Phil, and she's just mesmerized. Well, it turns out she had just got done praying. Isn't this true, Brother Justin? She had just got done praying, God, I need something to happen. I need something from you. I need, please, oh God, I'm in my lowest state. Please. Help me. Hi, I'm Pastor Phil. She gets up from her, opens the door. She's just like, isn't that true? Isn't that what happened, Brother Justin? Yep, true story. True story. Gospel doesn't have no jurisdiction. That's the gospel. Why? The earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof. Would we stop when the gospel is illegal? No. No. Me and Justin had a street ministry preaching on South Street for years, and it was a, they, they had a law. You couldn't do that down there. But yet we led many, many, many to Christ uh, down there. Um, if it had something to do with religion and politics, sure, it's illegal. But the gospel, the earth is the Lord's. Amen? And the gospel um, takes precedence over any law of the land. And I believe that. All right, well, uh, last one, we're going to close. Beware of the devourer. You got Jesus, others, and then yourself. Here's the evil trinity right here. Satan, others, and yourself. You, if, if you don't put God first, Satan gets in there. You got Satan, others, and yourself. Devourer. Satan will devour your fruit. Satan will devour your fruit. In Malachi, he's, God says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. 
Satan will devour what is good. He'll take your time. He'll take your mind. He'll take your health. He'll take, uh, he'll take what's good from you. And he'll take your resources. He'll take your, your money, your finances. Others will take your finances. What's the difference between giving and then others taking it? Not putting God first. You, put, you don't put God first, Satan gets in there. It'll be Satan, others, then yourself. Satan will take it, he'll devour it. Others, as the Bible says in Matthew 7, don't cast your pearls before swine. Don't give what's precious uh, to the wrong people. How do you know? You'll know. Well, you'll know afterwards. But God will help you discern that. But if you don't put God first, Satan will take it, then others, and then yourself. What do you mean? Let's go to Proverbs 21. Proverbs 21. Verse 17, Proverbs 21, 17, the Bible says, He that loveth pleasure shall be a poor man. He that loveth wine and oil shall not be rich. Look at verse 20. There is a treasure to be desired in oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man spendeth it up. Spendeth it up. There is a treasure. Amen. We need, when we put God first, when we're connected to God, disconnected from riches, disconnected from the money, in the proper order, God, others, yourself, Jesus, others, yourself, um, listen, you're going to be blessed. You have to stay disconnected from money, though. In Deuteronomy 8, we're almost done. Deuteronomy 8, verse 11. Deuteronomy 8, 11, the Bible says, Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes, which are commanded this day. Lest when thou hast eaten and art full and hast built goodly houses and dwelt therein, and when thy herds and thy flocks multiply and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied and all that thou hast is multiplied, then thine heart be lifted up and thou forget the Lord thy God which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Look at verse 17. And thou say in thine heart, my power and the might of mine hand hath gotten me this wealth. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. God gives us the strength. You got, listen, you need God. You got to put God first. Stay disconnected from money. Stay connected to God. You say, but we need money. We, you got to have money to buy things. You got to have money to pay bills. Do you? What if you what if you're dead? <laughs> you're not here to pay bills. You're not here to buy things. We have more of a purpose than that. Amen. There's something greater, and God has it for you. Let's go to Matthew 6 and we're done. Now, all of us know this, but again, remember the deodorant all over the lips. 
that true story happened to me. It was the antiperspirant also. So I had that like, <laughs> it sucked out all the moisture. Matthew 6, verse 24, the Bible says, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one, love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I say to you, take no thought for your life, that you shall, uh, what you shall eat, what we shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment? All right? If you, if you don't put God first, your whole life is going to be <laughs> just about working and eating and living and then dying. Your, your life is more. It's more precious. It's more valuable than those things. You got to put God first. I'm not just saying come to church. You got to get God in your work, in your daily routine. And God will show you your value. But check this out. Well, don't we need this? No. Behold the fair fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Verse 31, therefore take no thought. Don't, take, don't even think about it. What you shall eat or what shall we drink. Don't even think about it. Verse 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added. That means just, boom. If you give your life up for that, picture that money running. You'll never have. But if you get God, all the things that you think you need and want are just, God has them for you. He has them. Now, some of you are going to get a hold of this. I got a hold of this when I, was, when I started walking with the Lord. God was really strong, and, and we're going to be going over some things. Next week, we're going to be uh, going over giving and how to escape um, the devourer. And some of you are going to get a hold of this thing and prove God at his word. And watch out, because ye shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, thank you, Father, for... Um, um, just helping us all, Lord, not to waste our life or be overrun or um, overpowered by the, the cares of this life, Lord. We see our needs, but we never see our true need, Lord, which is you, Father. And uh, we, we give our life to things that we'll never have or can never obtain. And where thieves break through or steal. And Lord, but I pray that we'll, we'll firmly give our life to you and that, uh, Lord, you'll help us in that. Um, and we know that you will add all these things to us, O oh God, when that's established. And help us all, Lord, now to um, put, put it, uh, Lord, into action. And, uh, Lord, just prove you at your word. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Next Wednesday will be uh, part two of that. I hope that was a blessing to you tonight. And um, I know some of you are going to try it out. Amen. We're going to be going over next week. All right. God bless you. Um, we, quick announcement. We, we're having a work day here Saturday. If you can help Saturday, we're going to be installing a, the camera in the back for uh, the live stream. Um, uh, if anybody's available, um, we are going to be here probably around 930. 
9.30 in the morning. So if you're able to make it, uh, come on out and give us a hand with that. And um, amen. All right. Brother Rob, we'll get some uh, music going. Amen. God bless you. I'll see you Sunday.